Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com now and unlock your discount. That's dimebeautyco.com. Hello. 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 Speaking of British. Hello, mate. I was listening to this band, the Sugar Sugar Babes, last night. Do you know them? Yeah, I've heard of them. Oh, my God. You know this? Aren't they good? They're good. Is that song old or new? Old. Okay, yeah. I feel like I, I that 
took me back to a place. I don't know where exactly, but I was back. It's like it's like rave pop. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds like that song. Over and over, I'm feeling boyfriend. You're alone. You yeah. must be out of your Good mind. mind. Jellyhead, mm-hmm. you really blown it by Cru- When I I heard that song for the first time in the '90s, I was at my neighbor's house, and his older sister was like a cool junior in high school. And she, I saw her like open her door, and she had all these posters on her wall, and she was playing that song with her friend. Mm-hmm. And I was like, they're so cool. The door opens, you get a glimpse, and then it closes, and you're like, how? Mm-hmm. How? Why? They were like Daria and Jane, and I was yeah. just like, whoa. You're being, you've been transported by Gaga. Gaga, number one album, Chromatica. Is it number one? Numero uno? Officially, officially number that. one. It's a great album. It's it's pretty good. I need to listen to it again. I've done it in full. I need to like work out and listen to it because I feel like it's like the perfect like it is cardio music. I was when like I power heard walk. that Elton John song. I went, <gasps> is that Elton oh, yeah. John? It's like the and gayest thing I've ever heard. It's the gay anthem of the century. I love Elton over like a house. I love him on like house a beat. dance house beat. Yeah. That was a powerful moment. I was like power walking with my mask on to the song Free Woman. And I was just like, I'm a free woman. I'm a free woman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Free woman. <laughs> Anytime she talks about like being a free bitch or something, I'm just like, yes. Yeah. So free. By the way, I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And, and this, this is, is Sexy, Sexy Unique, unique podcast. podcast. Tough Sicilian, Tough Sicilian bitches. bitches. We're back. We're back. After a brief hiatus, and it feels good to be back. Feels good to be back. How have you been? I've been okay. I mean, obviously, this past week is like unprecedented and Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and awful and radical. But hopeful. But hopeful, yeah. I mean, there's like, I think a lot of emotions. How have you been? Yeah, it's a whole... Yeah, I'm, I feel the same. I think I'm like, I have moments of feeling despair for our country. And then I have moments of like, okay, we're going to make it. Yeah, it's a just it's a real up and down. It's a roller coaster. <laughs> it is. It feels like it feels different this time. Like even as like a, a white person just seeing it, like it feels like something is really changing. Yeah. Which is There's incredible to see. Definitely like huge shifts happening. Mm-hmm. And that feels good. And I like the I like the sense that it's like instead of just being like a week or two on Instagram or social media of like sharing mm-hmm. woke memes and like images, etc. It like feels like no, we're really gearing up and like Yeah. Like a long term like a long-term yeah. kind of battle for justice, so it seems. It's not just like a passing thing. Yeah. It seems like there's like a reckoning and like accountability and people, like white people just like, including myself, just like being like, okay, yeah, we are like inherently racist and we're kind of, we have to like accept that. And like, I don't know, I've been seeing a lot of, I've been reading a lot and I've been seeing a lot of like really interesting videos just about like, this idea of like relearning mm-hmm. 
and like kind of unlearning white supremacy and then kind of rewiring your brain to relearn like the opposite of that or or like it's never yeah do you know what i mean like that we're like sort of kind of starting over from scratch because we because we have to sort of unlearn all these insane kind of delusions of supremacy well it's basically like everything that you were taught growing up was is a lie in line with the idea that like there is no more white supremacy or like everything's solved now because like slavery was abolished yeah like yeah. and like there may be some racist people but like not the majority of people and it's like Which all is okay insane and an untrue and i think like to be white right now is to reckon with your own racism that you might not even realize as being racist and real like Own, reckoning and with owning like that. things that you've said or ways that you've acted in the past and yeah then being like taking a look at them and being conscious of how you could change those or like the impact that they might have had on black or people of color in your life and like i think a really difficult like i'm really fascinated by like white fragility right now because like and i think like the process of getting called out for something like for me i get and I'm sure like a lot of white people feel like this, but it feels, it feels like really sensitive, shameful, sad. Mm -hmm. And then like you feel like a terrible person or something. Right. And like you've made some like, and I think all of that, like it's kind of easy to sit at a level of being like, now everyone thinks I'm like horrible. Like this is like, like they don't understand. Like I'm not that bad. Like, and just sit at a level where it's like, you're thinking that it's happening to you. Yeah. That it's happening to you. And like a judgment call has been made on your character. Right. And I spent a lot of time like talking to people about this, like over the past week, but it's like when you get, when you get like called out for something or called out for behavior, it's not a judgment on your character and like to take it there is just so like surface level. It's more just like, how can you take accountability for these actions? And like, right. Like true raw, like literal accountability and move forward in like, be help. Turn that into being helpful. Yeah, and that's really hard to do. Like, it's really, I think, because we're taught as white people that, like, racism is over. And if you just simply, like, aren't using the N-word, you're not a racist, is, like, that's, like, a lie. You know what I mean? Like It is. Like, you're still going to do things that you might not even realize, like, have negatively impacted a person of color or a black person. Yeah. It's just going to come up and that's kind of okay right now for that stuff to come up. And if you're like learning from it and just trying to like understand exactly why that would hurt. And listening and listening and like processing it 
and then be having willing- having and having non-defensive dialogue with you know with people about it like have a dialogue if if someone if like a black person or a person of color like brings broaches you know to have a dialogue with them about it and to not be defensive and to like understand what they're where they're coming from and what they're saying you know what i mean yeah and like i think that's a really good point about like it's so easy to get immediately defensive and be like no 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 you know and like go into kind of like crisis control yeah when it's like just take a moment and let hear hear them out and hear like listen yeah. and not immediately go into like defense mode which is i think you're totally you you're so right about like we're taught as white people that like it is like the only people that are you know that racism is like someone in a hood or like you know i'm literally like racism it i feel like my train of thinking for a long time was like well racism is something that happens like in the south and like in cops and then like actual like vocal racist people but there's covert racism there's unconscious racism it's like it's there's so many times i mean there have been so many amazing graphs and like a lot of you know there have been a lot of like amazing um kind of like infographs about from black people right now who are like have big platforms on instagram who are Mm -hmm. helping or sort of trying to teach white people about this kind of stuff you know what i mean and i think like about like the different kinds of racism and there's it's and like where you fall on that and i think that's been really helpful yeah and I'm down for like the dismantling of white supremacy. Like I'm like fucking dismantle it. And if I've been part of the problem, like I want to know about it. And like, I feel like the shame and discomfort that I feel, I think will be temporary in hopes that it can maybe better Better everything. Wait, I'm getting a lot of texts right now. I think that someone was actually fired from Vanderpump rules. Oh my god. Wow. Holy shit. Stassi and Kristen are fired. Oh my fucking god. Wow. This picture they used of Kristen. Holy shit. Oh, and Max and good. Max and Brett. Bye, bitches. Holy fucking shit. See you later. Wow. Fuckers. (laughs) Yeah. I'm literally like, I just keep, I'm having like full, like <laughs> about their mortgages. Holy oh, shit. Honey, I would not want to be having a mortgage right now. <laughs> Is Stassi going to move As back Stassi. to like, Bo, like Arrowhead? I don't know. Bo must be, she probably has like a trust fund of some sort. Like, let's be real. Yeah. But like, Bo must be so devastated. Hey, that's what happens when you, honey, when you, the, the gravy when you try train. to worm your way. Yeah, when you worm your way into a, a situation for fame, the when you dirty John, have been when you dirty cut John off. your way. When you dirty John your way into a, a career, into a career. <laughs> Literally, like imagine being Bo right now and just being like, "Fuck!" I'd just be like, "Damn it." Literally, I've done nothing. Back to the casting office, you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> back to the valley for you, honey. Yeah. It's back back to, the, to the valley for you. Hey, the it's nine cur- to five is calling. It, We're looking for one uh, Bo Clark. <laughs> curtains for Bo. Curtains for you. I would. And, and, and Max and Brent. Oh, hon. I mean, Max they and Brett, been. that was a long time. They should have been cut immediately as soon as that shit yep, went they. down. Oh, my God. That is incredible. That's actually truly incredible. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Molly. Ma- <laughs> Malls on Twitter. Molly McClare. Mm-hmm. She just said Stasi's going to be an incredible Fox News consultant, which is. I, oh, feel yeah. like that- I mean, she could go court like a conservative audience for sure. Do you think that's in her? Do you think I feel like I could see Stasi doing a pivot to like the OANN network? Yeah, I mean, there's always, like, a place for, like, a racist white blonde girl, unfortunately, in, like, right-wing media. That's crazy. She literally didn't... So she literally said years ago, like, why is it always about... Like, why are we still talking about the race thing, right? Yeah, she said all this stuff. I mean, I remember when Kristen tweeted about, like, the faith the person that she believed to be faith that was robbing all those things, all the cars and, or I guess was drugging and robbing people. I'm not really clear, but like, I remember when she said that and just being like, damn, they also look, the picture looked nothing like faith. And also it's like, you're really going to stand for Jax that hard that you're going to like, what in the world? What in the world? I, I, I always stand for like, I was like, like if a, she, I was a, like, if she a, is doing this, like, more power to her. I know. I always like. I'm always anyone who like steals money and like a woman who's like, like <laughs> on the run, steal, like, good for her. Yeah, I was like, get it. But like, truly, could have gotten Faith arrested, thrown in jail, or killed potentially, or like hurt by like. It's insane. The, it's the, truly the, insane. The, breathlessness of which they wreaked this havoc on her is just like and like the excitement like i listened to a clip where saucy was like and then we were all at gracias madre like getting shit faced on margaritas like calling the cops like you literally like party called the like you're you're like a bad person but also i'll say this saucy's been trash i've always said it and the level okay so like you know it's like she's so cruel so like gleefully cruel to people that she doesn't like that i think i think in order to be that cruel you have to be somewhat racist like those two character qualities go very hand in hand and if you think back like think back if you've ever interacted with like a truly like heartlessly cruel like popular white girl like i don't know if you've ever been like bullied by one or have had but if you think back and listeners like if you think back about like on like a white girl who really like was needlessly cruel to you yeah don't you think that she was probably racist a little bit too for sure yeah, like that I'm kind think, of. I have, I'm thinking those, of so many. Right I know. Now. Like I think about like growing, like growing up and going to the schools that I went to, like girls that were like so mean to me, and I'm just like, yeah, like 
that would not shock me at all if you told me that they also were like racist and got like white bolt like oh, guy but like, i mean forget it like uh, yeah, that goes that, that goes i mean i'm thinking saying. about a guy right now that like used to choke me and like come up behind me and like make me try to make me pass out while i was like on the computer in tech class mm-hmm. and, like hit me basically and i heard him say something like incre- like anti-semitic to this girl and he, well he's and he's dead now so <laughs> bye bitch <laughs> bye bitch bye bitch yeah i mean like i think that when there's a there's always been a level of cruelty that's like above and beyond which made i think was part of her watchability in some aspect but it also is like Mm -hmm. i think a red flag for racism yeah and like you can't tell me the like bravo gave stasi a lot of slack uh, and, uh, slack and then also declaring her and Bo, according to that one editor oh. that was like fired the hero edit. Not after my heroes. Saucy <laughs> should have been, she should have been canceled when she said that it's all about, like when she made that comment about race and like when she three was years mad that ago. La La Land didn't win the Oscar. Imagine being so upset that La La Land lost to Moonlight that you would it's need to moonlight. go on like a racial tirade. <laughs> Maybe one of the most like, like God bless ever. Imagine loving La La Land so I'm much. I'm sorry, but like, if you love La La Land and it's one of your favorite movies, you need you have some thinking to do about I, racism. Yeah. That's, it's like, yeah, that was. It's safe to say that those who think that La La Land is one of the best movies ever, like, you might have a history of micro and macro aggressions that you need to, like, take a few days to examine. Yeah. But, and then, of course, Dodie's I mean, Dodie. (laughs) Bye. I wonder if this will bring them closer together or make them hate each other more. I bet it makes them hate each other. I hope that Dodie realizes how truly wrong negative how wrong she was but also how truly what a negative impact this friend group has had on her life and like separates yeah. herself from them once and for all because like if you really think about it the entire time that we as an audience have been watching Kristen and Stasi on TV nothing good has come out of these friendships for Kristen Absolutely not one single thing, except maybe being on the show and getting some money and having like a platform. But other than that, like, no, they're making you crazy. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. No, I mean, it's and fucking Max, like good riddance to those fuckers. I mean, thank you for for not bringing Thank you for I not bringing anything the, to the table and then yeah. making. Thank you okay, for making me so physically uncomfortable that I my shook life. watching you. Thank you for taking minute, minutes of my life out of me forever. Thank you for just not bringing anything to the table except being horrible and. Yeah. But also, like, there's so much more. Like, I mean, the Real Housewives of Dallas, like Leanne Locken, 
last year got had to like she got on the did show she like fired? she got all the shit. I don't know if she did. And she fucking should because she went on like a tirade about Mexican people and one of the new the newest housewife of Dallas is from Mexico. Yeah. And like she was making horrifically racist comments and like I mean Andy did take her to task like at the reunion and like didn't let up on her which I thought was like at least like better than nothing but like is she gonna come back like we don't know like there has to be and like brand you know there's so many housewives who are have said her crazy shit luann dressed in blackface mm-hmm. luann came to a halloween party in blackface yeah it was a long time coming for miss schroeder it was a long time coming and i'm like clean house clean yeah fucking house Maybe just fire everyone. Honestly, if Vanderpump Rules was canceled, it would not would be care. that big of a deal. I would not mourn it. We've had the good times. We've seen it at its, it's best. Over. And we had to witness it at its worst. If it went away, there's always going to be another show to talk about. That's like truly who gives a shit. But that being said, I would absolutely love nothing more than to watch Vanderpump Rules without Stassi and Bo. Without Britney and Jax, too. Without Britney and Jax, they can come go on. As well. You can't tell get me get them out of there. Get them out, out, out of there. Just get them out know, of there. We know. We know Britney's a. Oh, come on. Yeah. Goodbye. We know both. Bye, Jax. Jax posting about like looting and stuff. Like, fuck you. Yeah. I mean, I'm done. But like, I, by <laughs> I'm all done, means, Matt. done, 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 <laughs> done, 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 done with those idiots. Bring it on, clean house, and then, like, let's see. Mm-hmm. Ugh, that makes me unreasonably happy. Jack's next. I just saw an article that Jack's once accused Faith of committing crimes as well. Oh, yeah. Of course he did. Also, fucking Kelly Dodd. Yeah. Sorry. Now I'm just, like, thinking about all these fucker Vicky Gumbelson. Well, Vicky's done. I know. Vicky Though she might have, like, a spinoff show, but hopefully that goes away, too. Vicky's totally blue lives matter. Yeah. I mean, her husband, oh. her boyfriend is like a former cop. <laughs> what are you seeing? Nothing. I'm just like, do you think that like Stassi and Bo are not going to make it down the aisle? There's just no way. I, yeah, I don't. Bo just, Bo seems like so image conscious and like afraid of, People not thinking that he's just great, mm-hmm. which I don't think he is. Um, I could see him jumping ship. But didn't she just... Oh, my God. How much money do you think she's going to lose? I mean, that show... It was rumored that they get like 500K a season at this point. Wow. So, I mean, if you take away taxes and whatever, that's probably like, you know, 300K or 250K. But that's like mortgage payment. That's like income that you depend on year to year. If I don't know if her book deal will get dropped because I think she's writing a second one. But like, I mean, that's like all future foreseeable income done. Her agency dropped her. Her PR firm dropped her. <laughs> Like that's like so crazy. That's like no more. Oh, I mean that. 
that would be stressful. Hopefully she has like a big savings account. (laughs) (laughs) She just liked my tweet while we're talking to each other. Yeah, I just liked it while we're while we're speaking. Damn. Wow. I'm like, I'm very, it's big news. Huge news. Huge news. This is a true congrats to the team. Justice for fucking Faith. Now, (laughs) justice for Faith. And I want to see justice for Billy Lee. And the first black cast member of the show gets like terrorized. The first trans member of the show, of the cast gets. Also terrorized and made to look. Physically assaulted? Like headbutted at and made to look like a crazy, like a crazy trans woman that just like, like is so mad like, coming for everyone. And Billy Lee was calling. Didn't Billy Lee call Stasi Al for not supporting Black Lives Matter? Yeah, she was like, you're a racist. Like you acted racist on your podcast. And Stassi was like, oh, God. So as he started crying, damn. She will be revealed tonight. She will be revealed tonight. She is being fucking she revealed. She has been left and fucking right. revealed. She will be revealed tonight. Damn. Wow. That's, that's cool, but you know what? It's not the fight isn't over. Sorry. The fight isn't over. <laughs> Don't like think that racism is solved just because Stasi and Kristen got fired from Vanderbump Rules. It's a, a long overdue. Mm-hmm. Fire them all. Also, Katie Maloney, first of all, I think she was uncomfortable with the whole cop thing because of police brutality. But was she making some kind of comment on this, too? I don't know. Someone I was texting with said, Katie not doing a damn thing really paid off. Katie literally sat back and knit while everyone else outed themselves as like white supremacists and got fired. I hope that Katie, like her career takes off. I hope that she dumps Tom Schwartz and then becomes like queen of the world. Wow. I'm like truly shook. It's a real wow moment. I've got to fire Stassi now. Lisa is definitely in like a K-hole right now. Yeah, Lisa's been she's been on ketamine for like five weeks. I know. I wonder if she's like shaking in her boots that like Vanderpump Rules is gonna get canceled. <laughs> Ira just posted this. What? Ah, that's history. <laughs> About Dusty, Ira Madison. That's history. It's true. What do you I'm think so, Stassi's doing I'm, right I'm, now? I'm, I, she is one of the worst people ever. She's a terrorist. She's, she's, she truly true. is a terrorist. She is. What do you think she's doing right now? She's probably, she's probably crying. Yeah. She's probably holed up in her house. Kristen's probably trying to call her and she's not answering. Kristen's definitely trying to call her. Yeah. I bet Kristen isn't crying. I bet she's just like pacing a lot. Kristen's smoking back to smoking cigs. She's chaining. Kristen has chained four packs of cigs in the past day. You know, they're, they're probably already drunk. Oh, absolutely. They go to sleep with like probably a white wine, white wine spritzer on the bedside table. (laughs) 
in like a Yeti, so it's cold all night, and then she you can know, just like roll over mm-hmm. and sip it. You know the other cast probably freaking out too because they're like, oh shit. Like Brittany and Jax are probably shaking in their little Kentucky boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they've gone, gone into like they've gone, gone Tampa. To, oh, yeah, Jax should have gone to Tampa. He's like emailing to see if that social media coordinator <laughs> job is still open. <laughs> oh. Remember that whole fucking plot line when Brittany's like, I'm not moving to Florida. And Jax was like, like, I have a job to dream. do social media for a Tampa hockey team. It's like, this has been my dream for years. And Brittany's like, I've never heard you talk about this. Wait, what about like Lindsey Graham? Like, why don't, why are no news outlets picking up on like all these Lindsey Graham accusations? Because they're being, because I think news outlets don't like to give credit to sex workers. Here's my thing about the whole Lindsey Graham thing. I'm I always love like I always want to support sex workers like anyway. And I think but when they you know, we have we've had like Stormy Daniels giving like just fucking going in on Trump. Mm-hmm. Sean Harding, who po- who is the the gay the sex worker that talked about. Lindsey Graham, like, I think it's fucking great, and they should be exposing, especially Lindsey Graham, who's actively harmed the gay community, the LGBT community, and, like, is just a vile person. Yeah. But then you get a lot of these, like, a lot of straight people, straight guy comedians, straight women, like, all these who are, like, resistance people, and, like, blue weight, you know, and they're making jokes about like Lindsey Graham and like they're like, Oh, and well now that he's now we can like, now we can make the jokes like these kind of, and it, I'm not defending him in any way possible, but it's like, okay, but that doesn't give you excuse to make like a joke about, I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to hear from like the, the Trump Putin on his, on his knees and like Putin Trump bottoming for Putin and Lindsey Graham. Do you know what I mean? Like there's like, it's it like gets reduced weird, to just like a punchline instead of taken seriously and really amplified as like this person is like a nasty hypocrite who nasty hypocrite. benefits sexually from the exact community that he also simultaneously tries to destroy. Exactly. And and that uh, reckoning like that, I'm I'm 100 percent there for and outing. I think outing people in general is like not good but if they are like someone like aaron shock or fucking lindsey graham do it like sorry or like any of those fucking mega church yeah, i'm sorry if you're gonna be like vocal and anti lgbtq community and like actively try and harm them you deserve to be outed you do but i don't like but i but then i'm like okay but also it doesn't I'm, and i'm not trying to be like have it one way or the other but like doesn't give like these resistance people who have like resistance in their bio give them a chance to make like kind of like a homophobic like okay here's here's what i'm trying to say it's like they're like ooh, he's being exposed as being gay you know and it's like it's like that do you know what i'm talking about it's like yeah they make it's it like, like they make the it seem like that's the worst thing you could be yeah it's like yeah gay. But, yeah like, okay. No, I disagree with and, that. I... And here's my thing, too. Here's my thing, too. And then I'm going to... So say I... Say it. Say um, 
But I like I feel like there's this weird trend, especially with like super liberal, like liberal white people on social media who are like, you know, resistance slay, you know, like all this shit Mm -hmm. where they're like, Lindsey Graham should just come out and maybe it'll like make it. And I'm like, that's not going to do anything. If Lindsey Graham was out, he would still be a horrible person. I feel like there's this weird gloss over with like, especially white gay men that it's like, everyone's like, Oh, if you're gay or if you're queer, like you're immediately benevolent. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it's like, especially coming from straight people. And it's just, it's so condescending. And it's like, it's like why some straight people can't accept that Ellen or Neil, you know, Ellen DeGeneres is getting such a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, it's because she's just a shitty person, probably. And, you know, you can be gay and shitty. And Lindsey Graham, even if he was out, he would still be probably making harmful legislation against the LGBTQ community. And like, yeah, I mean, it's clear by doesn't care the allegations probably, it's clear that he has like a lot of self-loathing even if sure. he was out it's like you don't act that way against people in your own community unless you are like truly hate that quality in yourself and those people like it's For like sure. you're living in like in like a prison of a closet you know what i mean like, like a, a casket of self-hatred and and i feel like the idea that like this weird inference that oh like if you're gay like oh you can't be bad if you're out and it's like that to me feels patronizing and condescending and like you still kind of like were these i don't know like these like sexist also it's not true i've met a ton it's not true i met a ton that have been personally harmed by a lot of white gay men so of course and and look roy Cohn. One of the worst people in history was a fucking white gay who mentored Trump. So yeah. Lindsey Graham is in office in cahoots with Trump. All these fucking horrible Republican old white men probably know that Lindsey Graham is gay. They don't care. Yeah. As long as he's signing the bills and helping them, like they don't give a shit. He's awful. And like it's it's possible that like a gay man can be a fucker too. And mm-hmm. the sooner we realize that, the sooner like actual productivity can be done aside from making like really lame like butt sex jokes. Yeah. The actual and, like, the joke, the biggest punchline should be him getting voted out of office. Exactly. And also let's start like media outlets start stop trying to like mute like sex workers from telling their story too and like where's give them credit and give them like yeah well there's like a hierarchy that exists within i think media as like deciding what voices deserve to be heard and what stories deserve to be told and like i think it's also like i've i'm very like feel personally just like disillusioned with media right now because i do think that most media outlets are looking for clicks and subscribers and yeah um traffic at the end of the day and Mm -hmm. are more concerned with that than actually like doing the right thing anyway fuck lindsey graham 
Fuck Lindsey Graham. Fuck Stasi. Fuck Stasi. Fuck Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> Fuck Vanderpump Rules. We all knew it was never going to be a beautiful ending. I like that. Right. I, it feels like some sort of justice is happening because it's been too much. Like we've been too like sugarcoated. Their lives cannot be like wrapped up in a little pretty bow at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So it feels yeah. like this feels right. It feels necessary. Yeah. And I'm excited to see like where this goes. I hope that they speak on this next season. I wonder what Lala has to say about all of this as like a person who benefits directly off of like black culture. Yeah, let's hear her. I saw Lala at the protest. Oh yeah, you sent me that photo of her. <laughs> Wild. The, the Hollywood Hollywood and Vine protest last week. L- there's Lala Kent and. Poking out of her friend's sunroof, blasting Tupac, and making everything about her. I'm like, hun? Like screaming, going the wrong way. Like the protest was going up towards sunset. She was going towards Santa Monica. She's just so going, like going Woo! against the crowd in order going to be against seen. The... Woo! Everyone, like, just like the loudest one. I was like, Jesus. I feel like I see that a lot with white women right now where it's like they want to make it known where they stand. But like you don't need to like you don't need to do that, babe. Like you just need to fall in line right now. Fall in line. Be supportive and understand that it's not about you. This is not like your moment to shine. Open your purse. I mean, am I wrong? No, you're right. No, of course you're right. Like you're not. It's like, don't center it's yourself. Like, this isn't about you, Lala. I love her like gathering her girls like post brunch to go drive the wrong way in a protest, blasting Tupac and hanging out of a sunroof. Like, mm. get your shit together. Wow, wow, wow! What a history! Wow, what I'm a checking history! Checking this out. I was. I'm waiting for Dale to weigh in on everything. I'm sure Dale is shaking in her boots because you know that Dale has been up to no good in the past. Richmond society woman. Honey, <laughs> Dale is like a southern society gal. I know. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. They're lining up to take Dale out. Dale. Dale Mercer. But like thinking back to you and like, like high society like is wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to get a real slice, if you never got to the pleasure of watching High Society and you want to get a slice of just like really true like racism at its best, I I can't recommend that show enough. Jules. Jules. I think Jules was, I heard Jules was someone, I think sent me a video of Jules because I wouldn't know because I'm blocked. Mm -hmm. Um, Posting solidarity with everything that's happening. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Great hair. Nice bag and great hair. Nice bag and great hair, Jules. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sidney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. And now... 
There's no good Let's, transition into there's no being good transition. Like, <laughs> now we're gonna talk about we're not season gonna talk about three. The most important three of thing fucking, that you've all been waiting for, I'm sure. Season three of the Real Christmas Housewives episodes. Of <laughs> season three of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Wait, we're just doing the Christmas party. Yeah. So, oh, is okay. there more Christmas? They're obsessed with Christmas this year. This there's. <sighs> I mean, look, Christmas comes but once a year, but... You, you're a Christmas... You're a lover of all things Christmas. Me? Yeah. Yeah. You I'm, get fast... You get into the... Ho- you get swept into the holiday spirit. Do you not? I'm more of a, I'm more of a Halloween. Okay, yeah. But I do you're like... A I like in that way. I like Christmas Eve. I love Christmas I don't like, Eve. Christmas Day makes me want to walk into the ocean, but Christmas yeah. Eve is my my shit. That Growing. feels like a little spooky and like, ooh. It's mystical. It's I like Christmas Day is like one long 3 p.m. Yeah, and you're just kind of like never sad. It. You're all like trying to like be like, it's still Christmas. But no, Christmas was over at like 10 p.m. the night before. Yeah, Christmas morning is fun. But then once you get into the day, I think also like. Is know, it Oklahoma fun? City. Well, I guess Christmas depending on Eve who you was always felt festive to me. If you celebrate Christmas, if you're a Christmas celebrator, but like Christmas Day, and oftentimes in Oklahoma, the weather is so like back and forth. So sometimes I would remember Christmas Day being like warm and hot, which felt like wrong. Balmy it Christmas. felt actually satanic to me and like not well to have that. And then I would just be like freaked out by Christmas Day. But Christmas Eve always felt like full of promise and like it was mystical. And I'd like wait to hear my mom would be like, did you hear the reindeers on the roof? And I'd be like, (laughs) I did. Or like think that I heard like Santa's sleigh on the roof. Like it was just like a really, it was like mystical. But then it's also like terrifying to think of like a white man with a bag of presents. Oh my God, it's so scary. (laughs) I my parents said there was when I was like two or three I stood at the top of the stairs and refused to come down and they said why won't you come down and I said why was there a man in our house <laughs> all like, great questions um because I'm so precocious <laughs> I was just a precocious kid you know Such a people weirdo. are like I'm I was so precocious literally um, children chill out all children um, are but yeah I Christmas. I know that that like w- whenever it was like warm on Christmas Eve, I was depressed because I was like wearing I like still wore like corduroys and like was like yeah. sweating. I want to be freezing I remember, cold I to be on Christmas free- Eve. I want to I want to wake up Christmas Day and have like a fresh four feet of snow. I want to be snowed in. Yeah, but like that's not going to happen. Fireplace, no, and it never happens. And especially with global I, warming, like we're losing Christmas yeah. by the minute. <laughs> christmas it's all is over. basically fucking over at this point it is i haven't felt also, safe on christmas in years but i do love being in la on christmas i like it because no one makes a big deal out of it and no one's here so it's just empty and it feels it actually feels more christmasy than like being when i would be in new jersey and it would be super warm on christmas i always felt wrong or like yeah. being in miami for christmas I like my family city where it's business as usual on Christmas. And L.A. very much represents that. 
one year it was like super warm and we i think i was i was still living in new york i was still in new york i was still drinking and we went to five o'clock christmas eve mass and we got there late and it was like they had to move people from the main church and across the street to the catholic school attached to it to the gymnasium to watch on a giant projector screen like that's how crowded it was (laughs) and so we tried to get into the church and they had like basically a bouncer being like no you can't you can't like there's no room here and my mom went mary my mom literally went Mary was turned away at the end too, and then she and she stormed. Taking a stand, taking a Christmas stand. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we were like drunk, and I, me and my sister, and my brother in law, were just like, <laughs> my mom went, and Mary was turned away too, stormed <laughs> off. It's like, okay, mom, I love her. And then, and then we stood in the we had the, it was standing room only in the gymnasium, and then we left after like twenty minutes. Oof. A gathering at a gym is never what I want to ever do. Well, you're not ever going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. That's like one good thing is that I won't. Uh, not that I was like going to a lot of gymnasiums, gymnasiums to gather. But it's one thing to tick off the list of things that I won't be expected to do in the future. And for that, I'm grateful. It's a COVID silver lining. No more gymnasium also, gatherings. I, I think the gym that I go to has been canceled. Forever? No, I just think I think something came about. Oh, like they've been canceled in regards to like all the racial stuff they've that's said, going on. They've said they did. They were right. Ra- I think they've been they got in trouble for being racist. So I have <laughs> well, to find fuck. a new one. That's the way the cookies crumble sometimes. Yeah, whatever. They, they didn't even have towels at that gym. Right. You had to bring your own towels. I hate that when that happens. So fuck it. Um. um trash but um trash. but this episode opens up we're still this episode is at up. the christmas party we're at melissa and joe's christmas we're at zio joe and zio zia melissa's christmas party the christmas gathering of maybe 25 people top there's like there's like two, there's like 12 people there but they're trying to make it seem like there's like hundreds of people there they do and, they're like cameramen only do tight shots of the crowd and they keep like moving the crowd from like one part of the house to another but whenever like melissa or someone's alone you you hear like a light din yeah like joe is on the dance floor at the opening of the episode really like getting he's grinding with a bunch on. of older women and he goes i want all the women <laughs> He's a shit-faced, blackout drunk. But I also was like, wait, there are 10 people at this party. It's a sparsely populated dance floor. Um, And then Tree is like, Tree's just hanging out in a corner. And she goes, she did a good job of getting that bitch out of here. In regards to Monica Chacon. Monica Chacon was just thrown out of the Gorga mansion. The glamorous Monica Chacon took her fur and was swept out of the mansion. Tree is actually happy with Melissa for once in her life, but not too happy because she wants Kim Ji gone. Melissa goes, Kim Ji's harmless, and Teresa goes, she's garbage. (laughs) It cuts to Kim Ji, and she's holding up like a wine glass of champagne. She has champagne in the wrong glass. She's just there to start shit. She also has truly, really, you see how much of a new a new face she has. She's been. Nipped and tucked. She's been, 
injected. <laughs> and like Teresa her... makes fun of her for having lips. Teresa yeah. goes, look at her over there with her duck lips. She has big old lips now, and she has she's been she's looking very tight, tout. There, you see a quick shot of Rich Wakili going, I'm the best looking motherfucker here. And he <laughs> takes Kathy and he takes to the dance floor. And I was like, Kathy and Rich it. are like, they're fucking they're like corners all over that house. Yeah. Like and after he threatened to burn it all down, now he and Kathy are getting their secret fucks on. I love their love. They they really are so hot for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kim Jesus walking around in a sleeveless little cocktail dress going or shoulderless cocktail dress is going what's that all about every time she sees Teresa like in the corner like talking to Melissa she's always she goes up to like the first person she sees and she goes what's going on over there kimchi is truly a villainess Teresa and Melissa go out around the dance floor and Teresa grabs Melissa and she goes I want to dance with my sister-in-law and they like (laughs) it made me really awkward I was so uncomfortable is really trying to like she's trying to like kind of shroud her place of momo but it's hard to do like she's confl- she's torn between momo and joy and this is what you get with like teresa at the christmas party she wants everyone to see her like she like is trying she's trying to be chill but she really is channeling momo she's so monica jaco trick just trigger something within her yeah and she will like n- never be chill again and then caroline confronts kim g um yeah caroline okay i just have to say something as, and we'll get into it more but the manzos are like all on coke yeah they're crazy something is something is up with them in this in this they're so like they're just on one in this episode like the manzo boys both kick forcefully kick kimji out of a house that's not even their house and they all like gang up together and then after they like remove kimji they go gather in like the screening room the whole manzo and lorita clan and like the media room <laughs> the, the media room and i'm like you're not this is not your house like and, and not your party also they're not the kennedys i'm sorry uh, they, act they like, most certainly are not. They act like, but they act like they're like this, like the crown prince and princesses of yeah, New Jersey. Get out of here! Who do you pe- people think you are? So Caroline overhears. Do you know that manzo means beef in Italian? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> I've been learning my Italian lessons, or I'm still learning Italian, and manzo means beef. Ciao, Luna. Um, Kuoko means chef, which I was like, whoa, Kaylee Kuoko means Kaylee chef. Chef. Yeah, I'm learning now like a lot of words that I'm like, whoa, people's last name. Um, I wrote, I, this is mean, but I just wrote, uh, so sick of Caroline and Albert's love. Yeah, they're annoying. I and like, Albert comes in and he's like, he goes, she's a clown. And then I, my, my fandom remains with Joe and Tree. Who have left the party? They leave before Kim G gets kicked out, but then they stand like a hundred feet away, just watching as Kim G gets removed. Um, and you know that they're gonna just like fuck like crazy tonight. Oh yeah, but I noticed that Joe Judai's anyone who gets Joe Gorga's attention, it looks like Joe's jealous. 
I think Joe Judice like secretly loves Joe. Not like in a, but like he's just, he like adores Joe. He both loves and hates him. It's a very like brotherly, um, mm-hmm. like a dark sided brotherly kind of love hate competition. <laughs> Warlocks! Gargoyles! Dark sided! Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so Caroline, Kimji's holding court and she's just ragging on. She's like, well, she sees uh, Jacqueline goes, oh, look. And, and Melissa and, Tr- and Tree are like hugging and they're, they're, they're all taking photos together, like the brother and sister and the, and the spouses. And then Jacqueline's like, see, that's what that's where they needed to be. We all need to just let that like give them their, that moment. And then and then Kimji goes for now. Fine for now. Fine for now. And then Lauren, out of nowhere, Lauren's not ready for that. Lauren is, I loved her in this moment. <laughs> but Lauren's just staring at Kim G and she goes, she's like, I think we all need to stop stirring the pot right now because it's being pathetic. And Lauren Kim G goes, excuse me? <laughs> excuse me? I live for I live for being for going champagne in the wrong glass trying to get people on board with your like champagne in the wrong glass call out Mm -hmm. magical yeah Lauren found her voice and she she's really stuck it to Kim G in her own subtle way I thought Kim G was gonna pinch her (laughs) excuse me she is a pincher and a poker Mm-hmm. She'll like pinch you in church. Yeah. With your square tits. Your square tits. So then so then Karen Kim G's like, excuse me, don't don't you like talk down to me. And then Caroline turns and just goes, Listen to me. Listen to me. <laughs> and she's and then Caroline starts making it about like her son and like Chris and she's they're like all I love she point. goes, I yeah, they're all Caroline's Blammo. Yeah. She's she smashed. Goes, I, she goes, I love your son like he's my own to Kim G. She goes, and I won't betray them like this. I'm like, what are you? Why are you bringing the sons into it? Like you talking about it then brings the sons into it and creates drama. Like later, like after they kicked Kim G out, like grabbed her and threw her, like physically threw her out of the house. Then Chris has to call is his name Johnny or something? Kim G's son? Yeah, Johnny. He has to like call him and like figure so it out. And it's like, it. that's not their, pl- like you shouldn't be putting these kids in that position. Like, I guess they are like of age or whatever. And they're not exactly kids anymore, but it feels like very uncomfortable and you're not actually being thoughtful of their relationship. Like you two well, also, are like, like you're t- grown fucking women. You were like, women who should know better than to do this but also like that whole moment too when chris is like gonna take gonna need a drink for this and he goes i'm like why is this so dramatic you're just calling your friend it's not like you're telling him someone died i know it was a really weird it felt like like a coming of age like moment like in the manzo family you aren't truly a man until you've like forcefully removed a woman from a party yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You well, know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like, oh, we had well, to Alpha kick her out. 
and they no one needed to kick her out like it could have just been like you can leave now and like albert being like get her out of here she goes let's take care of her i'm like what what are you talking about this isn't your house this This is not your house not your party stand down manzos and then there's like beef family beef (laughs) beef heads stand the fuck down they're like physically removing her Kim G brought a bodyguard, which I loved, who looks like this like middle aged gay man. He would and literally Chris, not be able to harm like a chipmunk. I know. <laughs> and and Caroline goes, um, Chris at one point goes, Everybody get back. And he goes, And you, who whoever the hell you are. And I'm like, why are you talking to a grown man like this? Like, Chris is like twenty one and he's like that's the thing I don't like about this family. They like the kids, they all they they they're really smug. They they talk kind of condescendingly to like people who are older than them. Yeah. You know what I mean? They have no there's respect. Weird, no, but there's just weird arrogance to this family that I'm just like, oh, shut up. Arrogance, and then they deputize their young sons to like deal with people and like encourage their sense of entitlement. Yeah, and like, like they feel entitled to act on behalf of people that never a- asked them to get involved in the first place. Like Melissa and Joe have no problem throwing people out of their house. They yeah, they like would Melissa like just kindly escorted the glamorous Monica Chacon out to the street and didn't make a big deal law. of it. Yeah, and and the Manzos actually made it worse. And then Chris takes Kim G out, and they're like talking in the freezing cold. Kim G's just like bare-shouldered in, like, the ice cold of night. And you hear, like, that, like, piano. (laughs) Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do. She didn't deserve... She didn't deserve that treatment. And then you see Teresa and Joe just standing, and Teresa and Joe have left at this point. You just see them in in the street just watching all this chaos. Watching, loving it. Teresa releases a high-pitched laugh of terror. It's truly a hell laugh. She's like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a dolphin, like hell scream of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> she turns into like flipper and like dolphins. <laughs> yeah, she turns into a literal dolphin and flops down the street, like to the New Jersey Turnpike. And Joe's like, hey, tree, where you going? And then you see like a literal dolphin, like jump into the Hudson. <laughs> and and ah! then the next day, it's like all over the Daily Mail. There was like dolphin spotted in the Hudson, like flopping yeah. around and swimming. It was actually Teresa, like assuming her final form. Ah! <laughs> She's like an evil dolphin. They had to harpoon it out of the Hudson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You see her disappear. Like, just literally, imagine driving down a street in North Jersey and a fucking dolphin flops by you on the. (laughs) the I'd be like, whoa, Teresa must have seen Kim G get kicked out of a party. (laughs) So then, so then Chris is like, look, Mrs. Granitelle. He's like, Johnny's my best friend. And then, and then Kim G goes, come on. She goes, come on. You like my son. I'm like, what? What? They, they're all on coke. This is insane behavior from everyone. Also, it's so disrespectful. Like, you do not treat, like, an old... I don't care if, like, she's stirring the pot. Like, it is not your place as a 21-year-old man to, like, escort an older woman out of the house. That's what I'm saying. It's fucked up. any woman out of the house. Yeah, and 
and and then like the whole Manzo Lorita clan comes out, and at one point Ashley, you see Ashley start to come out, and this random woman grabs Ashley and goes high road, high road, and pulls <laughs> Ashley in because you can see Ashley was like about to go. Ashley's wanting to like yank a wig. Yeah, and this uh, maybe it was like her sober coach or something. But someone just like grabs her and goes, high road, high road. And then I love them steering her back inside. Yeah. yeah. She did not need to be present. All the manzos like pour out into the front yard and they're all just like yelling at each other. And, and Caroline has her arms crossed and she goes up to Kim G and she and Kim G goes, you're not the owner of this house. You can't tell me what to do. And Caroline goes, would you like me to get the owners of the house and they can escort you out? I'm like, what? Who are go you? Home. You need to go home. You're drunk. Yeah. You're black. This is Who's drunk. the clown now? Yeah. All Poor the manzos. Clowns. Caroline goes, you came with the intent to hurt people. <laughs> you came with the intent to hurt people. I'm like. You almost went Jesus into Danielle sob territory right yeah. there. You came, into, you came with the intent to hurt people. I miss Danielle so much. Oh my god! Can we just sidebar and just like her hair? Danielle's like going through something. She's, she's uh, like she's during quarantine has like become a new person. She really has. COVID did a number on Danielle, and she is now back to being Beverly. Yeah, she has a mushroom haircut and like a real mom vibe. She I totally love to see does. It. But I'm just like, I'm like, wow, COVID really did, like, it changed people. It did. It changed Danielle's, like, DNA as a person. <laughs> <laughs> She's just, like, cooking on Instagram now with her little, like, mushroom mom haircut. And, like, mm. she is no longer Danielle Staub. No, she's something, I think the quarantine has changed her. It's changed, it's made irrevocable changes. Um, And then... And then uh, finally, Kim Ji leaves. Leaves. <laughs> drives to like a bar. Yeah. Probably. She finds like a tall, dark, about. handsome stranger who comforts just, her. She has like a one night stand, the best sex of her life. She does. She gets. <laughs> she gets plowed. She gets pounded after this. There's nothing like <laughs> you like get kicked out of a party by the manzos you deserve to get like just pounded mm. into oblivion but they really are like a clan they like they just they swarm they're and so up all... their own asses too but it's like it's not even fun they're boring it's boring they're boring they they're so above the drama but they literally just cause a scene but it wasn't and... even like fun like at least no. Ashley and Jacqueline like bring like high pitched drama. They, they bring like, like the Vegas. Theatrics. Yeah, they bring Vegas energy, and the Manzos just bring like boring, boring Jersey Italian energy. They're yeah. like basically just like cold cut energy. <laughs> they bring deli energy. They bring deli like cold cut ham energy to the mix, and I don't appreciate yeah. it. No. And then you have Chris Manzo. They gather in the media room. Oh. And Chris Larita gets up and he goes, she deserved to get smacked and she deserved to get thrown. What? He goes. <laughs> what? He goes, he goes, with her, you got to take it to another level. I wrote, hmm? Hmm? <laughs> what are you? Like, this is the third or fourth time Chris Larita has 
advocated for violence towards women. He's like, you smell, you try and smack her around yet, or you gotta, what? You, you gotta, gotta really lay her into her. You gotta, take, <laughs> you gotta really lay into her. Th- she deserves to get thrown. She deserved to get smacked, and she deserved to get thrown. <laughs> what? Excuse? What are you saying? And no one corrects him. Yeah, everyone's like silently, like, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. But also, it's like they're all talk because none of them smack or throw anyone. They're just like annoying about it. And they're all talking. And then Albie Jr., young Albie, goes, he goes, the other people, they're just not like us. I'm like, what does that mean? What? They don't start drama and like kick people out of other people's houses? Yeah, they're I don't not. Like you. Everyone's like, you're fucking boring as shit, like most of the world. And you think that you're so special and unique. No one cares, actually. You had a ch- you had a show and had a chance to make a splash, and no one watched, and it got canceled. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sliced ham family. So then Chris Manzo like calls Johnny to break it to him that he just had to kick his mother out of the Christmas party, and he's like, he goes, like I said before, he goes, I'm gonna need some, I'm gonna need some drink for this. You're 21. Takes the phone into another room. I'm like, this is so weird. It's weird. This is like, like just a, their call, rite just, of passage. This is like, like some cultures, like you'll go, you'll like go on a long solo hike into like nature and you come back having learned like a lot of things and with like a new kind of identity. And that's when mm. you know you've crossed over. And the Manzos, they just have you grab like a frail white woman, throw her out of a party and then like in a shoulderless dress. In a shoulderless dress, you turn her out into the cold and then you like go call her son to let her to let him know that you kicked his mom out (laughs) oh so then melissa then we go back to melissa who's still like she shows us her gift room again there's like three gifts 10 presents tops for the children's hospital she's like make sure you get the gifts we got so many we got so many gifts and it's like you literally have no gifts in here and then the party's over um the party's over but then the next day they're like setting the scene for like the holidays they showed the literal pine barrens they did yeah that was literally the pine barrens from the sopranos episode the pine barrens my i've talked about the pine barrens right yeah wasn't it the Pine Barrens where uh, yeah. Chris yeah, where they and Polly, the- yeah. they get lost? I was like, yeah. that was that exact shot. Yeah. We love to see it. We love to see it. Also, I've been watching... Um, I just finished the second season of Atlanta, which is so good. And there's a, there's an episode where one of the characters like goes into the woods and it had very like Pine Barrens Sopranos episode <sighs> energy. I love yeah. those like where it's like it... it it goes from um you think it's gonna go one way and then all of a sudden they're in the woods and they're like lost you're like Mm -hmm. what the fuck yeah and that's a real like reckoning yeah honestly if i think taking to the woods is a great thing to do in any situation yeah i mean there's everyone needs a moment where they're lost in the woods unless you're being taken to the woods by yeah no 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 tony's like henchmen then it's the wrong kind of being taken to the no. woods but like if you're if you going take yourself to the woods take yourself to the woods if you're 
confused, you're trying to get through a lot of feelings, you're figuring things out, just take to the woods. Take to the woods. But don't don't do like what Into the Wild guy did. No. That's the wrong kind of take to the woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's the dumb kind of take to the woods. Also don't be Emile Hirsch in general. No. <laughs> speaking Literally, of speaking of assaulting women. I love that Emile Hirsch has found like a career resurgence in films produced by Randall Emmett. God, God bless it, right? Yeah. <sighs> Kathy Emil, and Rich. Emile slam a woman's head into a bar at Sundance in front of people. Hirsch. I love just like bouncing back. Yeah. She deserved to get thrown. That's she deserved Emil. to get thrown. She deserved to get smacked around. Deserved to get thrown. Randall Emmett was like, yeah. Um, Kathy and Rich's dinner, Christmas dinner prep. Oh, I want to. Oh, yeah. <sighs> mm. This looked, this like, this is what I'm talking about. The day or two, the day before Christmas Eve, when everyone, when the food starts getting. The 48 uh, hours before Christmas getting, Eve is crucial. They're getting ready for the seven fishes. Kathy and her mama are making Christmas Eve food. It looks delicious. So good. I've always wanted to, to be part of Seven Fishes. I didn't even know about Seven Fishes until I watched oh, yeah. this. And then I was like, I'm in. I love fish. I don't really remember this scene. Except I just know there's like a part where her mom is talking about like running into her brother, a.k.a. Tree's dad. No, no, rest in peace. At a shoe repair store and then a fish market. And I was just like. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. Because this is like some deep. This is Italian. she will be revealed deep Italian feud energy. Yes. First of all, I just need to say that I love stuffed mushrooms. I just want to put that out in the world. In my notes, I wrote, "I love stuffed mushrooms with a little heart next to it because I love yeah. them so much." And that's what they're making. And I yearn to be part of a family someday where we mm-hmm. make stuffed mushrooms days in advance. Yeah. But Ital- I wrote also down Italians love to feud. And Kathy's mom is telling a story about how she had a falling out, I think, with Teresa. Was it with Teresa's dad? Well, Teresa's dad. I do do remember Her husband and Teresa's dad had a falling out over 150, over 100 to $150 that one of them owed the other. So they feuded over it and didn't talk for years. And then she ran into him at, at like a, a shoot at a fish market, and then they realized like how stupid the feud was, and that it wasn't worth it. And they were able to like hug and get over it. Yeah, but like petty feud kings and queens. But also, like you know, you're Italian when you settle a, a years long feud at a fish market. Absolutely, food has healing powers. It brings to it brings people together. It just does. I long, I long to have a reconciliation at a fish market. Too. I hope that I run in. Well, no, I don't actually hope that I run into everyone that's wronged me. But I do. There are some <laughs> people that I would welcome, like a reconciliation at a fish market, or just like a beautiful <laughs> hug or a handshake mm-hmm. moment with maybe a single tear. Yeah. Also, just like, yeah, a fish market, early morning fish market, like the hustle and bustle. Mm-hmm. Like a people 5 a.m. throwing fish big market. fishes to like yeah. other people. Mm. It kind of smells fishy, but not 
raw not rotten fishy just like yeah mm. fishy and icy like, like sea and you're trying to buy seven fishes for your massive italian feast for christmas yeah Ugh, i really i hope to end up with an italian of some sort you will the cult like we need that i need that I think I think it'll happen. I need just the proximity to food and the ability, the stuffed mushroom proximity. Being an Italian man or an Italian woman, I think you I will mean, end up. I with. welcome either. Yeah. Um. Then we cut to Caroline. She's back at uh, New Jersey one hundred one point five. Caroline rules. And Caroline rules. <laughs> and she's she. Caroline is still very nervous about transitioning to commercials. In her radio show. She's like, it, it, it makes me nervous. It really makes me nervous. I hate her bosses. They're very condescending. Yeah, they're. I think that's they're why like, she's what so have nervous. You learned? What have you learned from your last time? I'm like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, shut up. You're on the radio. I think I, I'd be nervous, too, if I had them breathing down my neck. Yeah, they suck. Thank God, though, she brings Dolores to talk about divorce and how it affects your kids, especially during the holidays. And we see Jacqueline and Chris gathering to listen because, you know, they've been through it. We prior to them listening, there's a caller named Beth from Brick. And I there's a town called yeah. Brick in New Jersey. Brick Township. What is Brick like? It's like I think it's in central New Jersey. Hold on. I think there's a movie that Greg Iraqi did. About Brick. Is it Brick Township? Or no, by, sorry, not Greg Rackey. Ryan, Ryan Johnson did it. Um, this was a test I don't know if it's, to see how Jersey oh, no. you really are. I am, I am way, way, way off. Are you thinking of that movie, just Brick? Brick with <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Is that a, Lucas. that's not about Brick Township. No. It's just about, it has nothing to do with it, right? No, I was really <laughs> wrong about that. Sorry. Brick Township is in New Jersey. It's in Ocean County. God, I'm way off. Sorry, everyone. Don't but, come for me. Not Jersey. It's near Tom's River. The ham has come down and it's been decided. Hey! Carrie is not from New Jersey after all. Hey, he's what a, happened there? He's a know-nothing New Jersey not-know-it-all. Hey. Um, go eat a cheesesteak, Philly trash. What's her name? Lisa from Brick. Beth from Brick. I'm Beth from Brick. And she's like, and she goes, the first thing we gotta, we got the kids gotta know is it's not their fault this happened. And Caroline goes, absolutely. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like divorce 101. Caroline goes, the marriage may have been in your mind a mistake, but the child is not. Do you think someone listening to this like believed that their child was the mistake and the reason for divorce and they were like, oh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, probably. Wow. And then and- Caroline Caroline goes, you know, I think a lot of a lot of parents with their kids who are, you know, going through divorce with their kids, they they probably harbor a lot of guilt. And then you hear Jacqueline go, I harbor guilt. <laughs> I was like Jack, come on. Chris Chris calls in. 
she well Jacqueline's like listening to the radio show and then she forces like she's calling Chris and being like where are you I'm listening and you can tell that she's forcing Chris to like listen with her and call in and Chris Mm -hmm. is truly would rather be anywhere else than doing this like you can just tell he's like not into it and it was like Jacqueline's forcing him is truly iconic to me yeah and then he calls in and Caroline yeah, starts Caroline crying. cries. She's like, immediately when I heard his voice, I knew who it was. She goes, I think you're a great stepdaddy. Weird. And Dolores is like, he is. <laughs> then we cut to Christmas Eve at the Ju- the Judices. Oh, it's so witchy. I love it. It's really witchy. It's like borderline. Strega. It's like pagan. It's full Strega energy. Um, wait, side note, are you watching, are you watching I Know This Much Is True? Have you watched that show on HBO? No. With Mark Ruffalo? Uh Uh-uh. Okay, I've been watching it. It's like a mini-series. I think it's like six episodes. It's based off of Wally Moon, but... Yeah, he plays twins. Yeah. He's incredible. I'm just like back on the Ruffalo fuck train, but like... Isn't Rosie in it? Yeah, Rosie O'Donnell's in it. She's really good. Catherine Hans in it also really good it's like it's good it's so fucking bleak like I wouldn't yeah. recommend it if you're feeling a little depressed because it, it ain't gonna help but there's yeah. last this week's episode features a lot of like strega references yeah there's like an Italian oh, really? flashback of their Italian family and like the like Mark Ruffalo's like grandfather and like his origin story. And the grandfather's like declaring this woman Strega. Everyone's like, she's Strega. And like they're cursing her as a witch. And she is pretty, she's pretty Strega. But I was like, I fucking love it. I love to see it. Oh my God. So if you're in, if you're wanting like a Strega journey, I highly recommend watching that until, and then getting to episode five when you're Strega will be revealed what's it called again i know this much is true there's also this show i think it's on hbo called um i may destroy you oh yeah i'm gonna watch that michaela cole which i'm dying to see i love names like this much is true i will destroy you they're really dramatic names yeah um i'm really i'm in she did that show chewing gum yeah which was so fucking good. So I'm I'm ready for I'm ready Bring for it. HBO. Bring it. Um yeah, Melania at one point tries to stick her hand in a candle. Mm-hmm. Melania's like playing with fire. Gleefully. Gia goes, Melania, no. Adriana is in her princess dress. She's fully like mobile. She's walking. She's walked a thousand miles. She just like She has. She walks like a Chucky. She's walking back and forth in a tutu dress. And I just, there's just giant ass candles everywhere. Giant candles, fire hazards everywhere. Then someone's crying and then you hear Joe Judice go, always with the crying, this one. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably Gabriella. Yeah, it was probably Gabriella. And then like someone's slicing like mozzarella and... Mm. Teresa goes, you like the homemade mozzarella? And then her mom goes, it's from Santa Catalina. And I was just like, yes. 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 
Um, Always with the crying, this one. Teresa, I wrote, Teresa's maniacal about her disloyalty to Melissa. The night before, she was like dancing, live, laugh, loving with her sister-in-law. And then tonight, she's like, she's like, we're about love in our house. And Melissa doesn't bring that. It's crazy. She says something about, she goes, it's my holiday. Christmas Eve is my holiday. Because also, like, Joe's brother and his wife comes over. And then Teresa reveals that she and that woman had a problem, right? But she had to uh, be the, she had to like squash the beef or something. Well, she, I guess Joe Gorga, they used to, she's like, when we were little, we would play house with Joe Judice and his sister. So they've known, she's like been childhood sweethearts with Joe. Yeah. They and like she's like, we would play house there. and we, and we would be the parents and Joe and, uh, Joe Gorga and Joe Judice's sister would be the kids and she goes and they even had something going on but i had to squash that and i was like you are abs- you just, anyone that comes into your brother's life you hate yeah the tangled webs you weave no wonder he was so weird and not and disengaged yeah. like three times Teresa literally chases goes him away momo she channels momo and like they can't take it he literally chases them out with a broom yeah um Gia then we cut got- to the gorgon well, Gia oh, wait, got a sorry. ring from a boy. Oh, yeah. Like a, at nine like years old. Ocean. Yeah. She got like Kate Middleton's engagement ring given to her. <laughs> and then she goes, do you think it's real? <laughs> I love that. that and then cute. it cuts right before we cut to the Gorga household. We see an oil painting of all oh, the Judas girls. It. it is truly. It's astounding. It's surreal. It's like Salvador Dali-esque. It was, it's really, it's a wild, wild. It's a snowy scene and they're just like superimposed. Wait, move it over. Yeah. They're like, they're like fakely imposed on, they're like not fully touching. It's really uncanny valley. They're standing on a, they're standing on a glacier. They are. A lot of, all, all their Christmas picks they've released are uncanny valley. Yeah. They live, they live for it. And then we cut to the Gorgas. They're getting ready. And Melissa and her middle son are talking. And she says, he goes, is today really Jesus' birthday? And Melissa's like, yeah, honey. And he goes, how old is she? And she goes, I think Jesus is 89 years old. All right. Sure. I love an arbitrary age, the arbitrary age yeah. of 89. For like, I wonder how she'll, like how she came to that when like, we're living in like 2016 AD. Yeah, I don't. I think she just she just picked I, an age and ran with it. Mm. I can't get over Melissa and Joe's like weird monastic bedroom. Yeah, there's just like weird. There's no like windows. There's no decor on the walls. It's just like a bed and like crosses hanging everywhere. They probably had to take any pictures that were on the walls down because like bravo makes you do that so that might be why their houses all seem so bare like especially because like it seems like they have the same kind of like decorating inclinations as the judices yeah so you, i'll bet there's like huge oil paintings everywhere maybe a little less gaudy but yeah i agree the bedroom is really like it's harrowing. It feels like the place where like a woman's job is to just like lay on her back and get like rabbit fucked by her man. 
That's the bedroom vibe. That is the bedroom um, vibe. And Joe Gorga Joe... does not want to hang with Judice's parents. And I don't blame him because Philomena is there and she's a fucking savage. Philomena like punched <laughs> Melissa's sister. Punched Philomena Lisa. threw down at the Philomena christening. Philomena skull fucked Lisa <laughs> at the christening. Truly skull fucked her she way through the banquet hall. She stomped like Lisa and the Christine. She's Philomena gets afraid. Literally kill someone. I'm like, I would pass on a Philomena hang. Also, you find out that Joe Gorga's parents basically told him like not to come. They were like, we would understand if you didn't feel comfortable coming. I'm like, great. Dude. They're so rude to him. I don't like that. No. They, they never make him feel welcome. Their family dynamic is very, like, exclusive. Really twisted. Um, Meanwhile, the Manzos, Caroline's uh, making dinner, and my whole vibe on Christmas, no hair, no makeup, don't mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, she goes, no hair, uh, no makeup, bad hair, wearing my husband's clothes. Don't mess with me on Christmas Eve. And you just see her like, she's like, it's food central. Just making manicotties left and right. She's in the kitchen with her sister, Cookie. Cookie Larita. I love Cookie. How many, okay, question. Whose house do you want to be at the most? On Christmas? Food wise. Just food wise. Um, Teresa. Oh, damn. I think she probably makes the best food out of everyone. I want to be at Kathy and Rich's. Oh, shit. Yeah. I'd be at their place. The man. Also, going back to Kathy and Rich's, we get another brief glimpse of Rosie. Mm hmm. She's a little more heavily featured. She goes, it's crazy out there. They had to, like, go shopping. Her cutie son. Steve shopping. Yeah. Last minute groceries. Um, the Manzo family tradition on Christmas is Christmas Eve is making their famous olive sauce. We see Nettie Larita, the grandma. Mm-hmm. She brings in a pot. She brings in one pot. Brings in a pot. It's the olive sauce. I'm also, I wrote, I am Aunt Alice. <laughs> Which one is Aunt Alice? She was like the one with like the, the smoky voice who they mm-hmm. cut to at one point. She's like, <laughs> Go ask Aunt Alice. Albert's working um, at the Brownstone. Always working. Gotta always work so working. hard. Gotta work so hard. Then we cut to them like they're like they I did like this. I would want to be at that their house for like the, the dinner part. Mm-hmm. Seems like they they put like eight tables in their great room, and they just have like the whole clan, like yeah. eating and chowing away. And they do um, New Year's resolutions. And I don't like the tables like that. No, I like like a big round table. Like I think that's too many people. I like like more like maybe up to ten people at a huge round table. We right. can all see each other and like kind of all converse 
you can have a sad yeah. combo if you want to, but it feels more like cozy. Yeah, that's true. I don't like the kids' table. I never liked a kids' table. Like, I see the need for it, but I don't love it. Right. Yeah, that's... Being at the kids' table was weird and the pressure. Yeah. I always felt like... I never wanted hit- to be at the kids' table. Even as a kid, I would much prefer to sit with the adults. Well, being at the kids' table also meant, like, being at the boys' table... Like they would sometimes separate, like the girls would all sit together and the boys would sit together. And I always hated sitting with the boys. Yeah. Hell. Mm-hmm. Hatter hell strikes again. <sighs> always. Um, and then Ash- Ashley's like, <laughs> Ashley goes, for my New Year's resolution to Chris, she goes, I want you to like me. I'm like, that's not a resolution. Manipulative. That's so manipulative. And She's telling Chris Lorita that she wants him to like, like, fuck you. That's not, yeah. he just bought you a not car. You, it's not you bettering your, she's being like, she's basically being like, what do I have to do to make you like me? It's like, stop being an asshole. She tells him that. And then once he's like, well, I want you to just listen. Like, I think you don't listen enough. And then she starts crying and it's just like, okay, well, this was a wash. <laughs> <laughs> she also goes, what do I have to do? Like really, this mug smile. Ew, I'm like, it's gross. That's the prop. That's why he doesn't like you. Yeah, because you terrorize him. Mm-hmm. You literally try and make. You're using this as an opportunity to make him feel guilty. Yeah. By saying that he doesn't like you. <sighs> Ugh. Barf. And then we cut to Melissa and Joe in the car on the way over to the Judices, and they're with their <laughs> gorgeous. They have, they have this like gorgeous nanny named Silvana. I didn't even re- realize yeah, Sylvana's she's like sitting with in the them. Back. I love yeah. that. I hate, like, I just kind of dissociated when it showed them because the overhead light in a car, like oh, the dome yeah. lighting in cars makes me feel insane. And so I just like can't pay attention when someone's being like dome lit. Basically, they just, they just talk about how like they used to be so close with the Judice family. Like Phil, he goes, Phil and Nemo was Holding me in one arm with a butt cooking in the other when I was a baby. Yeah. Philomena changed his diapers. Yeah. And now look. They have to pull up at Joe and Tree's house and enter through the gates of hell that are their front doors. They enter through the gates of, yeah, the Rodan gates of hell. And they get in there. All the kids are excited. And then um, Joe checks out. Whose wife does he comment on? Oh, he comments on one of Joe Judice's brother's wives. Really? He's always making it. Yeah, he's always making like a hot wife comment. And then <laughs> all the kids are excited. They're all like, I love seeing the cousins together. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> M- Teresa's mom dresses up like Santa Claus. <laughs> she does a drag performance as Santa. Strega Claus. Strega Claus and gets all the kids. And then Melania's literally no fool. Like after <laughs> she leaves, Melania goes up to Tree and she goes, Hey, that was Nana. That, was goes, that wasn't that wasn't Nona. And she goes, Yeah, it was Nona. Yeah, it was Nona, you dumb bitch. I'm telling you right now. She gets Antonia swept up in it. Mm-hmm. Antonia's like, she's like, No, that was they're both go, that was Nona. And Teresa's like, No, 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 it was it was Santa. The gaslighting. Like, she's like, don't fuck with me, Ma. Don't fuck with me again. Don't lie to me, Tree. I know you're a dirty rat liar. 
That was fucking Nona. I love Melania just being a hard cynic. Yeah, Melania is not buying it. She knows Nona when she sees it. Then Tree has Nona come out and lie to Melania's face and confuse her. She's like, I want to, I want to believe her, but something ain't right. I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. If I find out you're lying, if I find out you're lying, I'm gonna cut your fucking foot off. But for now, that was a good one. All right, I guess that was Santa. If you say it and you say it, I guess it was Santa. But if I find out you're fucking lying, I'm going to fucking cut your eyeball out. I'll cut your tongue out, tree. Melania is like fully, she's not going to suffer. She's not here for any dishonesty. Yeah. All right, if grandma says it was Santa and it was Santa, then my bad. We're We're good here. We're good here. But if I find out you're fucking lying to me, if I find out that was a Adriana gets lie, her ear cut off. <laughs> Adriana's like, hey, why are you bringing me into this? She goes, I'll break her arm and I'll fucking kill you, tree. <laughs> Everyone's like, what? <laughs> if I find out that was fucking Santa, I'm going to fucking kill you everyone stops what they're doing and just like you can hear like a pin drop and she's like, those, <laughs> hear, like well the, the clanks <laughs> works on the plates mm-hmm. that was not that was santa so i guess there's no problem <laughs> everyone has to keep up this line melania still thinks that santa is real and all these years like, ah, and then she's gonna do it often again and flops out the door <laughs> Flops into the Hudson River on Christmas Eve. Melania is to this day as like a eighteen year old believes in Santa because she will fucking kill Teresa if she finds out that Santa doesn't exist. <laughs> Teresa's had to pull up all the stops since then. Literally everyone in Teresa's life and greater world has had to lie to Melania and convince her, go to great lengths to convince her that Santa yeah. is still real so that Tree's life isn't at stake. Including all her classmates. All her, everyone. Classmates, family, extended family. If she's in college, everyone at college, Teresa's had to send multiple emails to college professors. Mm-hmm. And every Christmas it comes back. Melania has a few glasses of vino and then she takes Teresa aside and she goes, she's puffing on a cigar and she goes, I always come back to this one thought that I had <laughs> long ago. You sure you wasn't lying to me about Santa Claus? Uh, yeah yeah of course it wasn't nona that whole time no no it wasn't no it was it was santa that night it was santa because i always want to believe you but my uh, gut Mel- tells me that melania no 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 it was it was <laughs> believe me it was, it was it was santa it was santa melania <sighs> oh all right but I don't feel I don't feel it in my fucking heart. Oh, oh, honey, honey, let's go over there. Melania, this is the greatest thing she's grappled with for years. The day that she finds out that Santa's not real will be a day of bloodshed in the Judice household. Speaking of bloodshed, Teresa's so jealous that the Gorgas have to leave and go to Kathy's. Yeah. It's not going to go well. No. 
I also love that there are so many Gorga and Judice kids that Melissa can just like throw them around on the couch when they're trying to get them all like together. They're just like tossing yeah. bodies left and right and little floppy kids like rearranging. I love like that's how we, that's how we did it with our cousins. Yeah. Like it's all on one couch. You just flop kids around. They're so like yeah. floppy. It's the best. They are. If you threw me around like even an inch, I'd break a leg. Me too. Brittle. Kids are like malleable. Bones. Yeah, they're just like rubber. Judice, <laughs> when when it gets, they cut it off like to be continued to next week. But God, they really milk Christmas for eight episodes. We've but, been living in a Christmas world on season three of New Jersey for ten years. But you hear you hear Joe Judas in the background go, "They're animals." She's a friggin' animal. She's a witch. <laughs> That's what Joe says about Melissa, who literally has done nothing but be, like, very kind and bring you some cookies and is trying to, like, arrange kids oh, yeah. to take a picture. He's looking She's at her. She's a witch. She's a witch. She's a friggin' animal. She's a witch. What? It's Christmas. Also, Joe's getting a reality show. Uh, he's getting a reality show called Juicy Joe's Cucina. <laughs> which makes me feel horny and disgusting at the same time <laughs> i need it i was texting carrie this yesterday when the news broke of juicy joe's cucina but i was like i need to be a guest on that show you have to that has like, to happen that is feels very attainable it feels within it the realm of true possibility it does juicy joe's cucina from italy to they're Jersey. animals Hey, animal. she's, a she's a friggin' animal. She's a witch. The friggin' witch. Melania's like, yeah, no shit. I hate her too, Dad. A fucking witch. <laughs> <laughs> if you're five, I find out you're fucking lying to me. Fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill you in your sleep. I'll slaughter you like a fucking pig. <laughs> Melania's Christmas threat. I'll fucking gut you like a pig. Gut you. Um, wow. So well, we're still not done with Chris. There's more Christmas got another, to come. Got another, another episode next week of Christmas Day, a.k.a. the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, <sighs> it's a wild ride. 2020 energy. I would say that Stassi getting fired off of Vanderpump Rules is 2020 energy done the right way. It is. It's a shining star moment amidst the chaos. Um, well, so I hope everyone's staying safe and doing what they can in this time. Um... Stay safe. Follow Carrie at eCarrie on Twitter and Instagram. He, You're sharing a lot of resources and stuff on your Insta. Follow Lars Marie. She's also, Lars also posting a lot of links. I'm posting intermittently everywhere that I've posted. And maybe I'll share like where I've donated. And I'm always hesitant to share about like monetary amounts of donations. Because I've thought of that as being like a weird flex in the past. But... I think it's I know. sometimes Maybe it's good it's just good. to show like the literal receipts. But yeah, there's some really I've... good. 
everywhere that I share on my Instagram are all places that I personally have donated to. So I encourage, Same. even though it's intermittent, to like go to those places and. Yeah, there's some really good ones, especially now for Pride Month. There's really good. There's a great go. I think you posted this too. That I I think I saw it through you, but it's a great GoFundMe trans by Desi Pratt Lopez, and it's to help homeless Black trans women mm-hmm. um, with resources right now. There's those mutual aid. Um, I can I can if you have any questions about, it, I can send the links. But there's a mutual aid. Um. There's a whole set of mutual aid resources for like most cities in America that you can look up. And that helps people who need help with resources during COVID who've been like laid off or aren't getting like unemployment. And then there's speaking of Jersey. Anyway, there was a in New Jersey, there was a man named Maurice Gordon, who was a black man who on May 23rd was shot and killed by police state troopers on the Garden State Parkway. And there's been like very weird information coming out about it. And I think the the latest is that Maurice was suffering from mental illness and may have there may have been some scuffle, but the police like shot him instead of giving him getting him medical attention. Um and the governor hasn't really commented on it, nor has the attorney general of New Jersey. And I know that there's there's probably like a lot of but it, it does seem like a kind of a gross like they could have just i think it was clear that he was suffering from some kind of having a break of uh, some sort yeah and they they didn't you know they shot him and they handcuffed him after shooting him so there's a petition on my instagram to just get more information and um kind of demand information about the police involved from the governor and attorney general so there's a petition in my instagram and i think you can donate too but but yeah there's just a lot of great resources out there right now so um okay we're gonna go into a bonus episode now but if you want to hear that you can subscribe to the patreon www.patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast and until next week bye bye